The Muster. Proudly brought to you by Peter's Genetics. Every drop means quite a lot when it's from Peter's Genetics. I made it down the coast in 17 hours. Picking me a bouquet dogwood flowers. And I'm hoping for Riley I can see my baby tonight. Welcome to The Muster for a Wednesday afternoon as we go and catch up with Sam Grant from Craig & Co. Right here in Gore as we do every couple of weeks here on The Muster. Sam, good afternoon. Afternoon, Andy. How are you getting on today? Oh, same story, mate. Well, you got the weather like this, mate, hey, while the sun shines, so the saying goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Sam, bit of a worrying trend around the world at the moment regarding currencies. Um, the US compared the US dollar to the UK pound um, is as weak a point as what it's been for a while, hasn't it? And it seems to be a trend going around the world just of currencies at the moment. Yeah, so um, effectively the US dollar has uh, strengthened quite considerably against most major currencies. Um, I suppose the ones that will catch the news in New Zealand is obviously our own currency at the moment, which is uh, sort of getting towards that sort of 56 cent mark, which uh, I think the last time it was around there was effectively in the March or the April 2020 when COVID initially hit. Um, But before that, I think you have to go back to about May 2009, uh, since it's been in that territory, and that's about a 16% drop this year to the New Zealand dollar. I mean, yeah, same against uh, so it's one of the, or the second biggest currency, which is uh, the euro and the pound. Um, uh, yeah, the euro, US dollar strengthened, but effectively, what that's a signal to is uh, those markets may be getting a little bit nervous, and what they tend to do is move towards safer assets, and uh, US dollar is considered um, a safer asset. In that sense, so uh, effectively moving to um, holding US cash, which has kind of effectively driven up demand, which has driven up or strengthened the dollar and the US dollar effectively. Does the COVID bounce back have anything to do with what's going on? Uh, Potentially, no. It's more inflation driven effectively. Um, At the moment, a lot of the uncertainty in the market is generally predominantly inflation. Affected as well as uncertainty uh, around Russia, Ukraine, particularly in the last week or so, with uh, a bit of rhetoric around uh, escalating things and I suppose mobil- the mobilisation of uh, effectively territorial forces in Russia. Um, interest rates as well, though, they're not going down anytime soon, are they? No, so particularly in the US and the UK, so I suppose if we start with New Zealand, um, uh, interest rates sort of peaked in about June this year and then sort of came back a wee bit as things started to look a wee bit more positive. But what we've seen is that uh, that has bounced back up effectively to their high in June now. Um, yes, yeah, so we're starting to see, particularly in longer dated rates, uh, so when you start thinking about term deposits at two years or bonds at three and five years, uh, they're sort of well into the 5% now, even some pushing up to 6%. Annum, uh, but we've also seen it over in the US and the uh, UK with interest rates sort of being at the highest point in about the last 14 years, effectively, and moving quite quickly as well. And um, yeah, all reserve banks, particularly in the US, but uh, to a lesser degree in New Zealand and the UK, sort of signalling that they're pretty happy to keep uh, pushing interest rates to try and get inflation under control. That seems to be the um, primary target at the moment is trying to get uh, inflation under control still. And like you said before, the Russian conflict, we can't underestimate how this is affecting world markets as well and will be for the foreseeable future. 
Yeah, absolutely. Particularly in energy, you know, in the UK, uh, majority of the inflation has come from energy, effectively. So, uh, to the point, I think I saw a graph today where, if, um, effectively, if you drove a Tesla versus a so an electric car versus a petrol car, um, it was considerably cheaper per hundred miles, I think it was. But it's gone to the engine, um, energy has jumped up so much that it's got to the point where electricity we're running your car on electricity is actually more expensive. And they're talking, and they're now talking about sort of energy caps in terms of pricing um, in the UK now. And then you know you've sort of seen the pipeline in, uh, off the coast of Germany and uh, I believe it was Norway, uh, sort of leaking at the moment, potential for sabotage. So, yeah, just a lot of uncertainty around um, energy in Europe at the moment. Yeah, you're hearing some outrageous figures of what people are having to pay for power, like the UK, like you give, for example, and um, absolutely coming into the winter over the Northern Hemisphere yeah. as well. It's less than ideal. And how long is it going to go? Who knows? How long's a bit of string? Yeah, absolutely. And I think particularly with uh, reliance on uh, Russian gas, a lot of Europe's energy, particularly those closer to... Um, Europe, the likes of Poland, I know they've uh, sort of hastily put in a new pipeline yeah. by Norway to sort of try and relieve some of the reliance on Russia and uh, starting to see a lot more of that and be yeah, with the potential for Russia to maybe use that or to weaponize energy, particularly going into the winter. And just finally, Sam, a bit of a good news story as well. The GDP data is looking pretty good for the quarter. Yeah, so for the end of June quarter at least, which is pretty old news now, considering we're almost at the end of September, but it does take a couple of months to come out. But, it seems like a uh, lifetime yeah. ago, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, for that month, or for those three months, it was a pretty rocky month. Um, you know, share markets bottomed out in June, effectively. But uh, yeah, GDP was actually up on a sort of year-on-year basis, which effectively avoided a technical recession, which is sort of two uh, quarters where GDP uh, shrinks, so it shrunk in the first quarter, grew in the second quarter, um, which is always uh, definitely positive and I suppose provides the Reserve Bank a little bit more um, reassurance around rising interest rates, uh, considering we had a, a growth in GDP. But yeah, obviously, given everything that's going on, it'll be interesting to see where things end up for the end of September which we'll probably sort of know around about November time, I guess. Absolutely. A week feels like a month at the moment as far as economics goes. Hey, Sam, as as far as the team at Craig & Co., what's the best way for people to get in touch? Yeah, so either give us a call on 209-0153 or, um, yeah, pop into the office at 120 Main Street in Gore. Sam Grant from Craig & Co. here in Gore. Thanks for your time as always. Awesome. Appreciate it. Cheers, Andy. Sam Grant here from Craig and & Co. and Gore. Always enjoy a chat. It's very informative as well.